Welcome back, fellas. Here we are again. I'm sitting on my floor because that's my favorite place to sit. I just spent the, I don't even know, I think like three and a half hours in a Honda dealership fixing what I hope to be the last of my problems that that Jiffy Lube caused me almost a year ago. Uh, I've talked about it before. They blew up my AC compressor and then they, uh, What's the word? Cross-threaded one of the lug nuts on the tire. I'm not going to just complain this whole time. I just got to get this off my chest. I also got to take a drink of water. Hopefully that's better there. Hopefully my body says thank you for being nice to it for once and not just eating garbage. But anyway, take them in. You cross-thread the lug nut on the, the wheel. And on Honda CRV car, on a lot of Hondas, from my understanding, the, sorry, I just, I'm totally, I'm still recovering from my time spent in that Honda dealership. But if you have to replace a stud, one of the things that you use to screw the tire on, you you use the lug nut to keep it on there onto the stud. If you have to replace one of those, you have to take off like the entire car you have to remove the entire thing from existence and then put it back it's a it's very involved my cousin tyler who is a mechanic couldn't do it because it you have to have like a special tool and also you remove the whole wheel bearing it's this big involved process where the engineers at honda said let's get that dollar bill by making everybody pay us a bazillion dollars if this simple thing happens to them so Shout out to Honda for getting my dollars. Shout out to everyone else out there who's had to give Honda dollar bills for that same problem. I think that's not nice of you, Honda. So, you know what I'm saying. Moving forward, if you could just be a little nicer to the fellas out there, that'd be great. But as I sat there in the Honda dealership, upset, sad, wishing that I could be anywhere else and that I didn't have to do this and spend more money on that Jiffy Lube and their mistakes... I wanted to just scream, and I thought, we should be allowed to just scream in the middle of a Honda dealership. It's, it's a loud, echoey building. It's, it's large, so it, it reverberates quite nicely. I got there just before 8 a.m. this morning, and there was a lady in there just singing, singing her heart out on the other side of the building, like probably 100 or so feet away from me. She was just singing. So that me and the other like four guys in there waiting for their cars to be figured out could uh, could enjoy some nice tunes. So uh, she wasn't bad, which was good for us. She she didn't sound like a, a dying whale or anything. But yeah, so that was fine. I guess it's socially acceptable to sing anywhere if you're really good. If I sang anywhere or I guess screamed in the Honda dealership, they probably would be upset. They'd be less than pleased with me and what I was doing. So I didn't do it. But shout out that lady if you're out there. Oh, you you brought me some joy this morning as I was not very happy at the Honda dealership. So I have a, a couple of other thoughts. And as I was sitting there at Honda this morning, minding my own business for several hours, I, I found it interesting that my other thoughts are <laughs> almost in direct contrast with my feelings, the feelings that I was having at the Honda dealership. As you know, I grew up in southern Nevada. I grew up in desert, where low temperature is 60 degrees. I know it gets colder than that, but you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not used to 
still, after like six years here in Utah, I'm not used to go outside, cold, ice, snow, that kind of stuff. I still want it to be 100 degrees year-round. But it's an exaggeration, but you know what I'm, I'm getting at. I like the sun. I love the sun coming out. But I was thinking the other day, I get sad with the elements and the cold and everything and it being darker outside and clouds and whatever. But I, I thought about it and I think I just need to reframe and my thinking because I told myself I've been in the house too long. I've been just sitting around. I haven't done any exercise. And during the summertime, I take walks. I go outside, I walk around, I'll bike ride, I'll skateboard, I'll live the dream all the time. But wintertime, your boy is in the house sitting around doing nothing. So I told myself, time to think differently about the outside. So I told myself that cold was refreshing and that I would only be outside for like half an hour. So I took a half an hour walk. It was cold. It was freezing. And I uh, just said, it's refreshing. It's, it's good. People take a refreshing dip in the pool. That's cold. You take a refreshing drink of cold water. That's another cold thing. So I went outside. I walked. I walked briskly. And I even found myself getting a little warm. Because that's what happens when you exert uh, energy, heat. You know what I'm saying? But I enjoyed it. I had a really good time, even though the air quality was terrible. That's not something I can reframe my state of mind about, though. I can't get excited about feeling like I've smoked a pack of cigarettes just by going outside and taking a walk. Uh, I mean, I, I'd assume I felt a little better than smoking a pack of cigarettes. I have no experience there, so I don't know. Uh, th- th- that's that's all I have to say about that. But reframing your state of mind. I think if we're, we try to be a little more positive about things, trying to have more positive thoughts... Just about our situation in general. My situation right now, I can't change that it's cold outside. I guess I can if I go out and buy some trucks and have them drive as hard as they can 24-7. Sorry, Al Gore, I'm not trying to make you sad or anything, but you've made me sad after all the articles I've read about how he has a bazillion-dollar mansion that uses a bunch of energy and stuff. Either way, an inconvenient truth aside... I can't make the weather warmer. I can't make it be summer all the time. I can just appreciate what it is right now. I can appreciate that, hey, it's cold. I can go outside and enjoy it. I can still go outside and walk. And The walking trail I like to go on wasn't covered in snow because the snow has melted. It hasn't snowed in a little while. It's going to snow right now because I said that. But... It was a great walk. I enjoyed it. Cleared my head. I had a good day. It broke up my day. That's why I usually took walks is just to be outside and do something that isn't be inside. So yeah, try to reframe as much as you can. If what you can, if the situation you're in is causing you some grief like mine did, see if you can do something about it. Go outside, do whatever. I'm trying to do that with a couple of situations I've got going on right now. Not like they're the worst, but they're not what I want them to be. And so I'm, I'm doing my best. All right, next topic. I didn't have a clever segue or anything, nor am I all the way put together this morning. I had caffeine, and I am just getting done being at a Honda dealership. <laughs> so... Bear with me as I work through my feelings live on air, recorded the day before that you're hearing it. Uh, 
But I was reading online the other day about someone just in an argument. Or I, I think it was one of those Tucker Carlson destroys the libs, the left-hand side of the country, with his sound logic and genius uh, reasoning or something. I don't know. One of those things where some politician, political figure is destroying someone else. And I think that doesn't help anyone at all. That's a dumb thing to say. That's a dumb ideology to have. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, but if if you if we're engaging with content and engaging with the ideology that we need to be destroying the other side, that them being wrong makes us more right, and then that's the important thing, I think that's dumb. We need to learn. We need to focus on learning and improving ourselves. I don't want to see people being destroyed by whoever and their opinion was so wrong and I had to fix it with my right opinion. My correct opinion is what I'm trying to say there. I don't have a right opinion. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have a right or left opinion. The two-party system is created by George Washington to make everyone sad. It's not true. George Washington didn't make it up. I don't know who did, but I don't think we should have it this long. New, uh, new. I was about to say New Amsterdam, but it's uh, the Netherlands. I've read that they have 22 different political parties. I think there are more than 22 types of people. But I also think there's a lot more than two types of people. So they're at least on the right track. But yeah, I couldn't help think about how that has shaped my own thinking, my own thought processes, and how I do things sometimes. Is, oh, how could I destroy that guy's opinion or how do I come back and make them feel bad about themselves how do I make them feel like I'm the most correct and that my opinion's the one that's and at the end of the day we're just trying to make ourselves feel better about it when we have opinions like that or when we try to make someone else feel like our opinion's the best one we don't care what they think we just want to know that someone else thinks we're right we just want validation in our own feelings and we, that should come from ourselves and, th and other people that are close to us and things that actually matter and are of value. Uh, I have heard my boy Will that was on a couple weeks ago talking about guitars and all that. He told me once that other human beings that we see one time or very few times, that they're just NPCs. And all, for all my non-video game guys out there, an NPC is a non-player character, so something computer-controlled in the game. And obviously, you react differently to computer-controlled, non-real, don't-have-feelings guys than you would an actual player. I'm not saying that real people that you see don't have feelings, thoughts, or an entire life that they're going off of. What I am saying is that their opinion shouldn't matter that much to you because their stock in your life is zero. They, the average person doesn't care deeply about every single person that they see and interact with. And usually we're all just doing our best to interact with each other in such a way that we can all get our stuff done. So care about people, care about strangers, but don't care about them to the point where if you're worried about their opinion affecting you and what they're going to think about what you're doing or what you're saying. And I guess, in retrospect, me saying that, I should have just screamed in that Honda dealership. Because I think if I did it just one time, like if I just let out a big one for like maybe three seconds, 
just really belted, then everyone would look around and be like, what happened? I don't know that everyone would know it was me. Maybe people sitting close to me would have known, but I probably could have gotten away with it. If that if that uh, urge comes to me again while I'm sitting in a public spot, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I did it. I guess that must have been what the lady was thinking while she was just singing. But she was singing, man. I could have gone over there and been like, hey, you're singing, and noticed it. And even then, we would have had probably like a five-minute interaction at most. And she would have continued singing. And then she, depending on how she felt about my opinion, or realized or took it for what it was, which is the opinion of a guy she was going to see for five minutes and then never again probably in her life, it wouldn't matter. shouldn't matter to her. So getting back to the destroying other people's opinions with or arguments with your own, let's learn. Let's all be nice to each other. I don't know why that's so hard. I just want people to figure it out and try to lift each other up because destroying someone's opinion online Sure, it might, a lot of people might think you look cool, but I think you look like a mean person. And I don't want to do that. I don't like arguing. I enjoy having, have a discussion with somebody where you're open-minded. I don't know if arguing, I'm not sure the, the definition for arguing, but at least the like colloquial context of having an argument is two people with differing opinions or ideologies uh, go at it just to get with each other and start duking it out with words. And I think if we explained ourselves and our ways of thinking, and as we get to know each other better, we understand that we're all human beings trying our best. And that's the important part at the end of the day is that we, we do our best and we should try to encourage others to do their best and just all get along, get together, and have a good time. That's what I'm all about. If anything happens on the earth, I hope it is that we are having a good time, which is uh, some people are, and I just want more people to have a good time. So that reminds me of one last thing. We'll end it on this because it's, it's a little sad, but it's a little happy as well. And I guess I'm not trying to sound morbid or anything, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, my, I believe he's my dad's cousin. His name was Chad Snow. Very good guy. Loved him to death. I saw him occasionally. Not a ton. Our interactions were pretty limited. I'd see him for years at family reunions. And we'd play soccer. He was just overall one of those people where he was just funny. Like he had a quick wit. He was just having a good time all the time. And if you'd listened one minute ago to what I was saying, I just enjoy people that are enjoying life and are having a good time. And you can tell that one of their main goals is, I'm going to have a good time right now. Because that's that's kind of what I'm all about too. Just trying to have a good time. And it was, I guess it was really hard for me to do that in the Honda dealership, but uh, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Anyway, old Chad Snow, just having a blast at all times, making jokes, just being funny. Even when at some of the family reunions, it was hot. People were like, oh, it's so hot. The food's kind of cold. Because, I mean, if you're preparing food for a bunch of people, it's it's a logistical nightmare to have a bunch of food that's all, uh, you know, warm and good and fresh. just can't happen. It basically cannot happen. So I'm not blaming, it, blaming anyone involved in the reunion planning for that. But some people have been known to gripe a little bit about uh, 
not warm food. Anyway, years go by. We have, have a good time playing soccer, doing whatever, and just having a good time. And like I said, our interactions were limited. But I think I read five and a half years ago, he was diagnosed with like myeloma, which I'm not 100% sure what it is. But I know he had cancer in his bones at some point. And it moved to his brain. And he passed away yesterday? Yeah, Sunday. And the the interesting thing, watching his journey with cancer, was that they were able to determine pretty well, uh, within the last year or so, how much time he had left, and then it wasn't like a ton. And so reading what... He, he was very outspoken and very still positive until the day he died, just going around, talking to people, doing his thing, seeing the world. And I, I thought about how interesting of an idea that is, that knowing that you're dying and doing things, because it's very, I, I feel like it'd be very easy to shut down and think to yourself, well, I don't have, like, why Why would I do that? I'm going to die. But then the opposite's true. Why wouldn't you do that? You're going you're gonna to die. But it, it's been interesting following that journey because he's like, yeah, there's no reason not to just be positive, help people out, have a good time, and just go around, tell people how you feel, do things you want to do. And it's scary knowing that, especially in the situation of somebody who does not know when they're going to die, you you know that you'll have to live with whatever decisions you make. And I think that's kind of part of it that's beautiful. Make the decision, own it, and live. Just be in that. Try to be as good as you can to people. Don't let people be bad to you. If they are, let them go. But watching him just be so positive and then reading yesterday, my getting on Facebook, which is normally a very negative area, uh, it all I saw were people tagging him in posts just talking about how great of a man he was and all the things that he did and all of the... And it mostly was he did help out with a huge... I've got to watch the speech still that he gave about something with some racist senator and he did a whole thing. He he was also like a lawyer that helped a bunch of immigrants and he did a lot of great stuff. But that wasn't really what anyone was saying about him after he had passed on. Everyone was posting, Chad made me smile. Chad was a good guy. We laughed all the time. We had a lot of fun. And... I think there's a lot to say for that. Like, you get focused on being defined by what you do or by, yeah, the things that you accomplish when at the end of the day, he did a lot of stuff and he did a lot of good for a lot of people. But everyone, what they remember and I think what will stick with everyone is how he made them feel. And I know that sounds very cliche and I'm sure that has been said somewhere, but it's just... I love that, that it's don't worry so much about what you're doing and what it's going to accomplish in a career aspect or otherwise, but it's just having a good time with the people you love, man. That's that's a beautiful thing that everyone was so excited to share that, hey, what a good guy, what a happy guy, and what a joy to be around he was. So that's it. I think that's my only goal. 
really. I need to have career goals and I need to whatever, you know, capitalism. I've got to, the boys got to eat. But I just want to have fun with people that I like. And uh, that's it. That's uh, that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to tell people how I feel. I'm going to uh, do my best to have a good time with all of the people that I like out there. So thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking around, for being here with me as I decompress from my experience at the Honda dealership as I uh, just talk through life, I guess, itself <laughs> in general. But thanks for sticking around. If you made it to this point, thank you. Uh, not a talk show podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email, uh, number 150 or whatever we are in Uganda. Thank you, Uganda, for being there uh, for me. I can't say that I've always been there for you, and I apologize for that. But hey, we'll catch you the next one. See you later.